WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. This is the Public Affairs Show. I'm Carla Redondo, former Chief Meteorologist of Channel 4. I am now a Certified Orientation and Mobility Specialist. I walk with a white cane. I have a vision impairment. I have retinitis pigmentosa. On today's episode, we're going to have a second part of a previous show we had a few weeks ago with the Blinded Veterans Association, and Joe Burns is here with us again today. Joe, how are you doing? Doing well, Carl. How about you? I'm good. Thank you for joining us. I know we talked about this last time that we were probably going to have another show based on a ceremony that we're going to have here at WRBH. All right. We... uh, is it one week from today? It's uh, it's going to be on March 8th, Wednesday the 8th. So right. from this taping, it is a week away, yes. Yes, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused with all this <laughs> recording. taping, yes. High-tech stuff. Uh-huh. Anyway, yes, we, we, uh, we, we plan to, to give uh, award the station of bronze Braille American flag. And w- this is a flag that's... Got the stars and stripes raised. It also has the colors, the natural red, white, and blue colors. But the main thing is this is a Braille flag. The stars are, are, are raised. The stripes are raised. And embossed in the stripes is in Braille, the Pledge of Allegiance. It's also printed in there, too. So uh, anybody who's total, totally blind or partially blind or visually impaired, can feel this flag and see what it looks like. And that was our original mission was to educate the sighted community to what blind people have to do to see things, particularly something difficult like a flag. Describe a flag to somebody and they go, well, how big is it? Or I have all these questions. And the answer is, you know, there's all kinds of all those answers. But when, when a person puts their hands on this flag, and I, I think I'll, I, I said I told, gave the story last time, but we presented a, a Braille flag to the Louisiana School for the Visually Impaired in Baton Rouge. And after we were, we were finished, the, bra- the flag was resting on a table, and this little girl, who's about 10 years old, blind since birth, was examining this flag, and she was just, you could see her feeling with her fingers and going, oh, oh, that's what a flag looks like. And then when she got down to the bottom, she squealed. You know, a little girl squealed and said, it's got Braille on it. And she read the Pledge of Allegiance in Braille. So Right then, we decided that we should double up on our mission and put in there the education of, of blind and visually impaired folks. So now we have it was a, what we call an un, a good unintended consequence. And, and so anytime we can get that kind of response, it gives us more energy to go raise more money, to buy more flags, to give more flags away. That's awesome. Now, I know uh, we mentioned this ceremony is going to be on March 8th at 2 p.m. here at the WRBH Studios, and that's at uh, 3606 Magazine Street. 
and the public's invited. So if you're listening out there and you'd like to come and and uh, feel this flag or or if you have some vision, see this flag, uh, please come to the uh, studios at two o'clock on um, Wednesday, March the 8th. Again, that address is 3606 Magazine Street. The public is invited to come and witness this ceremony where the Blinded Veterans Association will be uh, uh, honoring WRBH with this flag. Now, Joe, how do you decide who gets these flags that you give out? What, what's the criteria? Why do you do that? Well, there's, we, we don't have a certain protocol or a cer- certain outline. It's that we decide that, uh, or Gary and I, who are the, the, basically the committee who who go get the funding and present the flags and do most of the work. And we, if we, if we have a new candidate, we, we talk about it and, 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 and decide yes, no, maybe. And, uh, that's, that's how we do it. It's, it's a committee of two. So basically if, if, if there's a company or an organization or, or any kind of, uh, uh, facility that has a fair amount of foot traffic, particularly children or blind folks or veterans or any of the above, we want to put a flag there. Our mission is to put one, as long as we can get people to, to, to display them, we want to keep providing them. So, uh, so far we have provided 21 within, uh, mainly within Louisiana, four in Mississippi, but Louisiana has been our main, main thrust because that's where we've raised most of the money because Gary lives in Brobridge and he is kind of responsible for the Lafayette area and I kind of do this area. So the as long as we can, the, the, these flags are expensive and when when you see it, you'll you'll know why. It is not a huge thing only about 12 by 14 inches but it can't be much bigger than that or we couldn't pick it up because it's, it is bronze and, and and very heavy so we we're just dedicated to getting this thing out there to we we have another we want to our goal is this year to place another 10 so we're uh, we're we're really gangbusters right now as long as we get people excited to get one like Natalia and you all at WRBH, then that gives us more energy to, to do more because I know the, the number of volunteers that come through these doors and the staff and the other folks that come and go. And I know that it'll be visible to a lot of people and it is, it will be ADA accessible so that anybody in a wheelchair can reach it and all that sort of thing. So, so we're, we, we're, most of these things are really coming into focus now. We have, we have several hot candidates waiting in the wings. Awesome. <laughs> so, now you said you've given out about twenty-one so far. When did y'all start doing this? About two years ago. Wow, that's a, that's a lot in two years. That's great. It, it is, and it's mainly thanks to Gary Schollerman from over uh, in the middle part of the state. But he 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 really pushes it, and he goes out and talks to. VFWs, American Legions, any kind of veterans group uh, or that we think might donate some money or be interested in even having a flag in their facility. And so we, we have we have placed several in 
the New Iberia, for example, the New Iberia uh, American Legion and the New Iberia uh, VFW. So we're, we're, we're just trying to get those things out there so that not only does uh, the, the BVA get some good PR out of it, so to speak, because we, uh, along with the flag goes a plaque, and the plaque gives credit to the whatever uh, organization generously donated the funds for that flag. The flag WRBH will get next week was funded by the Red Dress Run, the NOH3 Red Dress Run, that most people in the city at least have heard of or have seen people every August running around with red dresses on. But that raises money, and the Red Dress Run gives any profit they make away to certain charities. And I thought we were an excellent charity to be given a grant to, and so we applied this year, and we, 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 they generously uh, provided us with the money. Awesome. Now, again, a reminder to anyone listening, this uh, ceremony is Wednesday, the March 8th. So when you're listening to this broadcast, it'll be on Monday, the uh, 6th. So it'll be in two days from this first broadcast on Monday. Then this broadcast will air again on Tuesday, the 7th in the morning. So it's this week when you're listening to this interview that this uh, Wednesday, March 8th at 2 o'clock here at the WRBH Studios, 3606 Magazine Street, uh, please come out and uh, join us for the uh, ceremony. Now, Joe, backtracking a little bit, this is the Blinded Veterans Association. You are a blinded veteran as well. Tell us a little bit about your story, your service, and uh, uh, your injury, and uh, and tell us a little bit about Kendrick here with you, your guide dog. Well, Kendrick is another story. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, he's the best story, so I'll put him on last. Then I was I lived in New Orleans from 67, well, I moved here in 67, and then the Vietnam War was hot and heavy, and and I decided that if I wanted to go into the service, I'd rather go into the Marine Corps. So that's a, that's another long story, but the short story is that I was walked downtown one day by the custom building, custom office, and that's when all of the, where all the recruiting offices used to be, and happened to just wander into the Marine Corps office and here behind a table sat a gunnery sergeant pecking away on a typewriter. And he looked up and he says, can I help you? I said, oh, well, I, I, don't, I don't want to join or anything, but I just want to find out something about this Marine Corps. And he looked at me and I was wearing a tie. In those days, everybody wore a tie. That was a professional. And I, I said, yes, I, I, I went to college. He said, well, stand by. And he, and he went in the back and came back and, and here comes Captain Terry Terrebonne. And Terry Terrebonne was an All-American running back at Tulane and, uh, and, 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 a, and a Marine Corps officer. And he had all his medals, and he, had his, he was tan and thin and looked like he could run a marathon two or three times. And, and the first thing I knew, I'm raising my hand and in a company street and, and saying, uh, uh, I do. <laughs> so I joined the Marine Corps. And surprise, uh, spent a year in training and then got shipped to Vietnam, spent uh, almost a year there. I was an infantry officer, a platoon commander, an executive officer, and then lastly a company commander in the 7th Marines. 
and uh, I was, uh, I was, we we dug, we slept in holes. I'm sure everybody's seen the sleeping holes from the modern day wars, where they have all these holes lined up for mm-hmm. the, the people to sleep because it's it's a survival thing. And and I dug I dug into a landmine with my entrenchment tool, and of course it blew up and. And uh, uh, as a result of that, I got to join the Blinded Veterans Association, and and so, but I was proud of my service, and I was came back to the states, spent a year in the Philadelphia Naval Hospital. Finally, they said I, they couldn't make me any better, so they turned me back loose to the community, and I re-entered the oil business as a geologist and worked there most of the rest of my life till I retired. So uh, there was a landmine that took my vision, and uh, and and I was able, with the help of BV, the uh, VA, supplying all of the tricks and and appliances that help the visually impaired folks get along. And, and now these days we couldn't do without it because it's most of our our life's blood to information and and any kind of research that we want to do and everything from writing letters to you know reading the paper so it's a it's been a it's been a good trip I've, I've enjoyed most of it how much vision do you have right now how much can you see what one eye is zero the other eye is depending on the day and the light and all that sort of thing about 2400 it's shadows essentially Okay, and I can't tell. I I can tell if a car is a car or a truck at about ten feet, but I can't tell what color it is. That sort of thing. Okay, and so you had training, and then you got training to uh, get Kendrick your guide dog. Yeah, that's one of the successes for the the Blinded Veterans Association has worked hand in hand with the VA ever since 1947 when. The Army closed their 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 blind rehab center. Why I don't know, but the BVA uh, promoted with Congress and the VA that we needed a blind rehab center, residential blind rehab center, and so in fact they did establish one in Hines, at in the blind in the uh, VA medical center in Chicago, and. That was in the early 70s, and for years, that was the only one. And as the lines piled up, as more and more people emerged from the woodwork that had lost their vision or were losing it as a result of the war, then they opened more and more. And now there are 13 blind, residential blind rehab centers across the country. And we have worked hand-in-hand hand with the VA the whole way with Congress in funding and in establishing new positions and just maintaining any benefit that we can find that will help our population. And the, the most recent one was about five years ago. I, I just, as my vision deteriorated because of a non-operable cataract, then uh, I knew I was going to need a dog. And I, I've always loved dogs, so that wasn't a chore. And I've seen a lot of guide dogs at the BBA convention, and I've gone to just about every one of them since 87. 
that they've had. So I've seen a lot of guide dogs, and I know it's no small chore. It is, it bears responsibility. So I, I, I discovered that the Blind Rehab Center in Biloxi has teamed with the vet, America Vet Dog, America Guide Dogs in, in uh, Smithtown, New York, so that oh, two or three times a year they, they bring a trainer with dogs down to Biloxi and have veterans who are interested in getting a dog go over the train with the trainer. And so because it's a training process that goes on with the dog and the person. So I, I, I was able to qualify for that. I went over there and spent two weeks, a pretty intensive training in the program they call Cats and Dogs, Cats for the Computer-Aided uh, Computer Access Training. And uh, they won't let you just do one thing. You can't just go say, I want a dog, and you get a dog. They, they make you broaden your boundaries a little bit. Yeah, it's so, a, a lot of training. <laughs> right, exactly, and and everything. And you, not... Not too much mobility because that's what the dog is for. Then mm-hmm. it's everything's with the dog, and so spent two weeks over there, and that was almost four years ago, and we've been pretty much inseparable since. He goes where I go. If I'm flying, he's flying, and uh, if, if I go to a bar, he goes to a bar. So he, he's a great companion, and he lets me do a lot of things safely that I couldn't do before. Right. Going back in time, World War II, uh, two things came out of World War II, two very important things. One, the Blinded Veterans Association was founded in um, 1945 because of 100 blinded veterans that uh, got together and founded the the uh, initial organization, the association. The other thing they came out of was responsible for my profession, orientation and mobility, because a lot of the blinded veterans were coming out of World War II, and they wanted to stay independent and learn more. So uh, it was the Valley Forge uh, Hospital where three uh, people got together, and also Avon, where after they left the Valley Forge Rehab Center, that uh, Bledsoe, uh, Williams, and Hoover got together and started developing techniques with a white cane for veterans that are sight impaired to begin to move around and learn how to navigate on their own and keep their orientation. So because of the blinded vets of World War II, orientation mobility developed as a profession. And it's a much needed profession for not just veterans that are sight impaired or visually impaired, but everybody in life, children, adults, elderly. So it is a profession that I'm proud to say that I'm a part of, and it's just so much in demand that if anybody out there is considering a, a job or a job change, consider some kind of vision rehab uh, occupation where you can help people with vision impairments continue to stay independent and adapt to their new life with vision loss. So, so Joe, the local chapter, the Louisiana-Mississippi chapter, when did that uh, come to be? We We were formed... I don't know exactly the date and time, but it was the early 70s, I would say about 74. We had a, the the area, the United States is divided into districts, and our district director came down here, and he, had, he was a longtime member of the BBA and had been blinded in an aircraft accident. And he 
basically pulled five of us together, and we 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 drew up some bylaws and sort of got the got the thing going. And I was basically inactive uh, for a few years. That I would go to a meeting and I would say there was all. Korean vets and World War II vets, and they were all retired and having fun drinking beer on the front porch while I was still working. Mm-hmm. So as as a result, I didn't have a whole lot in common. But starting in about 1987, I became active at the local level, and since then have basically held every office there is at the local in the local uh, in our local chapter group. And 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 then our our with this initiative and this mission here with the flags, it's probably the most exciting thing to me that we have done. You know, we we've we get together and have a banquet once a year and pat each other on the back and all that sort of thing, and commiserate with the the VA folks and 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 tell them how great they are and all that. And they are great, but we weren't really doing anything as far as the community went, we were doing sort of things for ourselves. And it's, it just struck me that this is the first thing that we've been able to really sink our teeth into where it's, it's really worthwhile for not only us, but for, as you said, it's for the whole blind community, the, the whole visually impaired group, and whether they be children, adults, veterans, or non-vets, and we welcome everybody to come join with us and at least break bread with us and feel our flag, that's for sure, because we're really into this flag thing now. Well, it is awesome. And to recap, if you're just joining us, this bronze American flag is a raised flag. The stars are raised and the stripes are raised, and it's made out of bronze. But what also is uh, uh, important that on the uh, stripes is the Pledge of Allegiance in Braille. So it's a tactile flag that people can, with the vision loss or no vision at all can actually feel the flag, feel the stars, feel and read the the Braille that's on it. And that is being presented to WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind on Wednesday, this Wednesday, March the 8th at 2 p.m. here at the WRBH studios at 3606 Magazine Street. Everyone is welcome to come to see this flag, to feel this flag, to be part of the uh, ceremony, to watch the presentation by the Louisiana-Mississippi Association of the Blinded Veterans Association. So everyone is welcome. And, Joe, I can't tell you how much this is uh, going to be uh, an important event for the radio station and for the visually impaired community. So it is an awesome thing that you guys are doing. Well, we, we, it's definitely a, a a a work of passion, and and a work that we gladly do. And like I said, it's the first thing that that to me that that's had this sort of community impact. Or it feels like it can. Maybe we're overlowing it, but anyway, I, I it, we just think it has so much potential because we have we have the possibility of placing one of these at City Hall and at the aquarium. And at the World War II Museum, mm-hmm. you know, these are places with that are really on our list that we're working on now. So uh, we, we're going to have a lot of flags out there and our plaque that uh, that gives credit to the Red Dress Run. Red Dress Run is, is going to get some good advertising out of this because 
they are the ones that supplied the money, and 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 uh, we, we are just a conduit. So we we can't we can't get enough of it. So if we can get ten more placed this year, that'll be over thirty that we have out, and and uh, looking forward to the next thirty. Well, that's amazing. Um, now. The, uh, if you want information on the Blinded Veterans Association, you can Google Blinded Veterans Association, look at their website, the information. You can also see information uh, on the local chapter, the local association here. Again, Wednesday, March the 8th, 2 o'clock here at the WRBH Studios, uh, 3606 Magazine Street. Please join us for the presentation of this flag. Now, Joe, we have about two minutes left. I didn't do this last time with you, but I got four questions I'm going to ask you about you. Okay. Okay. Well, so quickly, what is your favorite movie? Do you have a favorite movie? Uh, I, I don't do many movies, uh-huh. you know, because... Uh, Even before uh, the uh, vision loss, uh, do you have any favorite movies? I, you know, the Brent Butler. Okay. <laughs> How do you, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, that was when I was in high school. When sure. It, when the remake came out and... And uh, I told my date, I don't care where we go as long as we do not go see that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> and guess where we went? That, that one. That movie. <laughs> What's your favorite but, kind of music? What do you listen to? I listen mainly to classical bluegrass. Okay. And, and just old bluegrass. And that's uh, sometimes I tell Alexa to play classic country or okay. sometimes even classic rock and roll. But she never knows what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> What do you do to relax? What's your relaxation hobby, or what do you do? Well, I have lots of hobbies, but I, 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 I'm not opposed to sitting in my recliner and just resting. Okay. <laughs> I like that. And last question is, um, do you still have something on your bucket list you'd like to do? Uh, the bucket, bucket is still still pretty full, okay. and, and uh, I'm not emptying it. Quickly enough, I'd, I'd like to travel to the north, the, the way northeast, Maine, Vermont. Okay. Up in there, I haven't been there in the summertime. Okay. But I have some friends there that I'd like to visit, and I'd like to see the rocky shore that I hear so much about, and, and uh, Stephen, see the Stephen King territory oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, up there. So awesome. So uh, I, there's some traveling, none outside the U.S. Okay. Do I want? I would like to do it if I could snap my fingers and go to Ireland and Australia and neat places like that, but I'm not willing to take the, the plane ride. Sure, I understand. Well, Joe, thank you very much. Once again, uh, WRBH will be presented with a bronze raised flag with Braille along the stripes uh, by the Blinded Veterans Association. That'll be this Wednesday, March 8th at 2 p.m. here at the WRBH studios. You all are welcome to come. You've been listening to the Public Affairs Show on WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. I am Carla Redondo. Thank you for listening.